Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 28. Dolan White on team building. Elasticity, growth, and scaling. Thanks for listening today, Builders crew. And if you're new to the crew, welcome aboard. This is Matt Levenhagen, your host. The Builders Podcast is designed for those that are building stuff on the web. Whether that's building a business, an agency, building teams, building products, services, or building websites, if it is related to building something, it's fair game. Some of our episodes are solo, where I just step you through various topics that I have experience with or like to share. Others will include guests or friends that share their experience like we have today. You can check out past podcasts, future ones, and my blog at mattlevenhagen.com. Before we dig into today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And after listening, please share this episode if you found it valuable. Share it. Share it everywhere. (laughs) We really appreciate your support. First, let's talk a little bit about our guest today. Today is the return of Dolan White. Dolan and I worked together at a company a few years ago. He was the CEO and I was just but a grunt. Uh, We did work together and uh, built a suite of products. He guided me in building a team there. Uh, He's the reason I learned Agile Project Management, actually, Scrum. He sent me to school. (laughs) I learned a lot from him, and during my time working with him, we became good friends. I always admired his experience and the decades he spent involved with technology in some shape or form. He worked at IBM, 11 years at Novell, Symantec. Today, we work, he works for the Brave Thinking Institute, so he wields a lot of experience, and I feel very, very lucky having him on the crew to share those experiences and talk on these topics. With that, let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, again. We are here with Dolan White. This is his return episode. Back for more. Indeed. I'm back. You are back. Uh, thank you thank you for coming back um you're, you're welcome i was it was actually i remember back to that episode you were the first guest we had i think it was episode 11 if i'm not mistaken yeah, yes uh, i was the 11th i was the first at number 11 yes first at number 11 yep. yeah i've done so yeah, well for that yeah. i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I appreciated you taking the risk <laughs> 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 Yeah, that was that was good. No, it turned it turned out good. I got some good feedback and uh, it was a awesome. good conversation. Uh, awesome, but I thought, but I thought uh, like I'm doing with a lot of people, like that first one is just about you know kind of get to know you a little bit. We touched on some topics sure. and stuff, but uh, now to kind of have you back and dig into a specific topic of some kind. Let's do so, it. Yeah. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about in the context of probably agencies, but probably businesses that are looking to, they're in this growth stage, they're looking to scale their team and the challenges behind that. And, you know, when you should outsource or not outsource Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, you know, I know you have a lot of experience with teams and building teams, uh, making those decisions in the past. Um, So I love, 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 love to hear your, uh, your thoughts around that and uh, how a business can you know, what things they should look out for, what they can do to kind of help facilitate that or make it easier, especially in this climate today, as things have changed with COVID and everything. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I think I could summarize the whole thing up and then we could just go on for Friday, go on for the rest of the day. It's just, you need teams. Perfect. And then 
I wish everybody good luck and uh, it should be good to go now. So <laughs> <laughs> just go, go out and hire some. It's, it, it's not a big deal. Team, just find some people and it should be good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, no, it's, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because it is from a, in any business, teams mean everything because, you know, there's, there's a, I'll kind of talk about it from a couple of different dimensions and we can kind of see where we go with it. But, you know, when you think of building a team, there's kind of three dimensions to a team. It's how the team interoperates internally together. The fact that the team can do that with, they can operate with ease and elegance. It's how they operate with your clients, because if they don't operate well with your clients, or at least at the standard that you've set for them, that, you know, and established with them and train them on, right? Because you don't want to just assume that they're going to go out and, you know, represent you, whether they're contracted or hired, right? They're going to represent you the way you'd like to be represented. So you got to take, invest in them, train them, dive into that a little bit. And then the third is how the, and particularly in this remote world is how the team and members of the team interact with their leaders and their managers, right? It's two different kinds of people. They're, you know, leaders set strategy and, you know, managers are responsible for, you know, managing to an outcome. Mm-hmm. Two, two kind of very different things. So there's really kind of those three domains when you're thinking about building a team, anytime that you're, whether you're going to do somebody from outside of your organization and bring them on as an independent contractor or a part-time contractor, or if you're going to hire the person, those three things remain consistent. How do they interact together? How do they interact collaboratively? And how do they do that with ease and elegance? How they interact with your clients and do they interact with the, at the level that you'd like them to if they're, if they're client facing and everybody functionally is client facing no matter what their job is and how they interact with managers and, and leaders, right? So that they understand strategies and visions and they know, you know, the intent behind it, the why behind the, the business. A great friend of mine calls it the for the sake of what that they understand all of that. So I think the, you know, if you're th- when as you look at your business and you're and you're growing, which I'm hoping businesses are, right? As, as we come out of the with whatever the, you know, this weird pandemic thing is, now that we've got all the other stuff going on, as businesses begin to revitalize and focus on growing, as the person thinking about adding a team or what do I do with my business, you need to sit down with a pencil and paper on a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and answer those questions, right? How do I envision my team to interact together? How do they interact with my clients? And what's my standards that I want to teach them? And then what kind of management do I need to have in place to manage the outcome? And then how do I have leaders to embed this strategy so they understand the, the for the sake of what? Why are we doing what we do? So first step, I think, before anybody goes and gets a team is to do those three steps. Think of those three areas. And a lot of folks, when, they, when I've seen them make this mistake, Matt, they go out and they go, well, I need people, right? I got a new client. I got to go out and get this person. And that's going to happen, right? And knock on wood, right? We all get that. We get that call where it's like, I, I got to service this person now today. Right, right. And so you go out and you, and you staff without having that vision of at least being able to vet that person and make sure that they fit into that. That kind of that model, you know, it's likely that you're going to end up grabbing the wrong person. The repercussions are going to be, you know, could be financial jeopardy, client jeopardy, inflicting pain on the other rest of the team. Lots of stuff could go go cattywampus in there, which is a highly technical term, by the way, cattywampus. Your listeners can look that up. It's a, it's out there. It's an old Alabama term. But so I would say, I would say if before you go grow your team, and we can talk about strategies for growing a team, what it means, where you go get people and who you hire and who you contract. That's what would do those first three things. So that's, that's, yeah. So that's interesting. So you're, instead of just, oh, I need somebody just going out and getting them, you have an st- actual strategy, you've thought it through, 
like what kind of culture you're going to have, how they're going to all integrate together with clients. Or I can kind of see that as I look at my own team internally mm-hmm. and how I've been developing them. I think I've had, I don't know if I sat down and did it on paper, but I think I had a good idea, a good vision on how that they would operate within my business. But I'm I'm actually, and this is maybe the folks will be uh, speaking to here too, is I'm at that stage where uh, I'm smaller yet. I'm yeah. scaling my, so I haven't come into my business right now is my agency is such where I'm still kind of in front of everything and I'm doing most of the client interaction and mm-hmm. there's a little bit of interaction with my team. But uh, for me, it's just, I'm kind of leading everything yet. And uh, like you talk about when I went, uh, I got a new client a couple months ago, a sizable project, it's a monthly project and it's something we just take care of now, but it's larger. Sure. And I knew that I was going to need help you know, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. at that. I'm going to have to hire somebody to help me with this because I'm already, you know, I'm doing other stuff already right? You know, to scale up. But who is that going to be? So I had to figure that out. And I hired a developer that would, because I wanted somebody to be dedicated on that team. Now I may still work with that client, but I needed a partner to work with. Right. But her role is just a developer, you know, and she's not going to be interfacing with with that client. So she's just there to uh, help me like first, okay, let's make sure you can, you understand the project and this is what we're doing. And so when we get stuff, I'm going to coordinate with her to help me get stuff done and manage the site and all that. It's an e-commerce site. But so there's no thought in my brain that she's going to be working with that client. That may change as that account grows or uh, other situations occur where I need somebody. Cause I, again, I was on a call this morning and we were talking about that. They had a project manager on the call and they yeah, had a yeah. web developer. I said, I hope to have somebody standing next to me someday that's a man you know, <laughs> like that can yeah. help with these things um, and, you know, kind of interface with, with clients. But yeah, that's, it's definitely a, but knowing ahead of time and sitting down how you want to develop it. Like right now, I know for myself that I'm going to be in front most of the time. So the people I'm hiring it's mm-hmm. not a big concern for me communicate a little bit. One of them is because uh, she does uh, scheduling for me and stuff. So she's got to be a little bit better in that regard. But yeah, but she rep- represents us and I have to make sure she rem- represents us uh, right. well. Um, but now I'm at that stage where it's okay. Now I'm going to have to start hiring somebody that's going to be, you know, either account manager or project manager, whatever you want to call them. Sure. To- to help me with certain accounts and certain clients. And I don't necessarily want to disappear. I want to be part of that, but somebody that can just help me communicate and facilitate things and, and stuff like that. I, I see that as kind of a coming stage for me as I grow. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that because I think, so one of the things that as businesses grow, that, that's really important is that person, It's a, it goes back to the pencil and paper thing, right? And then one of the things that is, is an interesting exercise is take the paper and draw a line to create a Ben Franklin column. Just, you know, just draw a line right down the middle of the paper. And in the left column, write down all the things that you do. And then in the right column, in, in the same corollary where the line is, uh, if there are things that you think you could find somebody that you could either, you'd love, you would love, and this is it's an important word, things that you would love, that you would love to be able to teach someone to do or have them pick up so you could, go, it's not so you could do less, it's so you could go do other things, yes. right, or do more. Then next to that left column, then draw a line, draw an arrow over into the right column, which means I could take this task and teach this person how to do that. Mm-hmm. 
there's a great book out there years ago when I was working with uh, an executive assistant and you know her and, and, and we were going through kind of the early iterations of, so what do you do and what do I do? And there was a book out there called The uh, CEO's Secret Weapon. And we literally sat down shoulder to shoulder and then enlisted out based on what was in the book, the 50 things that were in there. And of the 50 things, we decided, okay, let's do this. And we did it collaboratively just did it side by side. And that way she bought in and I bought in and we could put a plan together to, to teach that and train them. So it's a worthwhile exercise as you add that person in because because you yeah. can't scale you any more than you can scale. You could, but then there's other people that, you know, you have to call and say, you know, like when your wife gets home, you kind of got to say, yeah, I'll, I'll see you in about four more hours. Yeah. So and that's that can only go so far. Yeah. And, and it's something that I've already, you know, for me, just talk, as me as an example, like, I've gone through those stages where I used to do everything, right? I've already yeah. done, and I figured out who's going to, I need to have people doing my development now and right. I'll get a designer and, and I've taken those things off my plate. I'm still doing some of those things, but more of that's going off my plate, but yeah, I'm kind of at that stage now. It's like, where I need to sit down. Okay. I'm doing these other things, whether that's bookkeeping or yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> well, yeah. And you need to go get that person too. So that you get <laughs> the, the key thing is to get administ the key word, right? Administrivia yeah. is to get administrivia off of your plate so yeah. that you've got a good bookkeeper or a good financial person. No. And I know in your business, you're further down the path and a lot, most businesses don't think about that when they kind of think about, I'm going to, you know, I need to grow and I need to is really clearly define what you want this person to do. Right. Then it helps you also clarify who you're looking for mm -hmm. so that you don't hire, you know, add an individual or contract an individual and have a complete mismatch mm -hmm. because then you're inflicting harm on them and their life and they're inflicting harm on you and your life, your livelihood. So you want to avoid that. So you want to do that legwork up front so that you've got pretty good definition. So more, and really, it's it's more about gen than just their skills, what they're bringing to the table or what they do. It has to actually have a, a broader like integration, like especially if they're working with clients. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because part of it is also, too, if they're going to be client interacting, one of the things that's got to be on that list is do they have good social skills? Right. Exactly. Can they hold a conversation? Mm -hmm. And do they, you know, if you're going to put them on the phone with, you know, with a director or a VP or whoever you're talking to in another company, are they going to throw up before they get on the call? Yeah. <laughs> so you, so you want to make sure they're, they're like that. But it, but to me, it's, you know, as when you're kind of your listeners are thinking about kind of what they want to do, kind of growing and growing their team, that's uh, those couple of steps, right? Those three domains. And then really be clear. And, to you, and you said something really important, which shouldn't surprise you because you say important things all the time. People should be listening to your podcast 24 hours a day. Whoop, there's a plug. All right. So. <laughs> awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snip. This is going to be a, a, a clip. I'm gonna you put it on repeat. I think I'm going to do this. Rewind, rewind. But no, but you know, people, there's, uh, what happens is we get caught and I'm way guilty of it. I'm vastly, you know, I love talking about all this stuff. I've been vastly imperfect and I get to talk about all this stuff because I've made these mistakes. Mm -hmm. We get caught up in the heat of the moment where we, where we feel like we got it. I got it. That's the sentence, right? I got to, I got to do this. I, I got to get to, I got it. And you'd be surprised what you don't gotta when you actually have honest client, honest conversations with your clients and you do, you really kind of manage those relationships. Another podcast, another time. Yeah. But when you're in that heat of the moment of, I got to, you make bad you make bad decisions or unqualified decisions on 
staffing and people because you feel like I got to and you fail to think all the way through to the other side. So it's I got us that kill you. Yeah. So you, you got to be careful. You gotta, and that's why doing these simple things up front and then periodically doing them again to make sure that you're on track is keeps you from getting hurt when the I got us hit you. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, even where I'm at, like, I know I can visualize and I don't, I need to write this down more. I think it's all just in my head, but (laughs) (laughs) I've kind of visualized people that would have a role in my agency. Even if it's six months or a year from now, I'll have this person. And that like, you know, as I try to think about the growth, the path of growth and what I'm going to need in in various stages, and I'm not there yet, but when it comes, I'm kind of prepared for it. I sort of know, this is the the type of person I want. And I, I think that helps instead of like in the moment, oh my gosh, I need this person. And I've already thought it through. For yeah. yeah it, it's, and I could see a lot of people having, yeah, the kind of be trigger happy or, or like I'm just hiring people just because I, I need to, I need it. I got to have it without being real thoughtful about it. Sure. What the impact would be. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And it's, it's interesting because people end up in business for a bunch of reasons. There's a bunch of reasons how people end up in business, right? They lose their job or they decide they're going to ready to go take the step. They're not financially prepared. They haven't, you know, there's stuff that, that can happen that can put you into that moment of panic or the, I got it. Right. And they get, they get hung up on, on being attached to the money, being attached to the outcome, which one of the big success factors in business is don't be attached to the money. Just don't be attached to the money. Be attached to an outcome, be attached to your clients, but focus on what's important. And that in turn becomes kind of a deterrent when you're, you know, that puts you in that I got a mode. I think you're spot on. And I love the way you're you're building your business around, you know, the careful, careful steps. Jim Quick, who's a really interesting guy um, out there, has a mnemonic S3, simple, small steps. Right. Build your business with those simple, small steps. Because there's times when, you know, like that person you're going to do do your finances, as an example, you may start that person off part-time or contract someone that offers it. And then as you see that role grow, shift the role to where they become um, a member of the team and you staff that person and you, you create elasticity, right, in your dollars, in your spend, but you also create elasticity in the staff. So you're serving, the staff is serving your business, kind of a just-in-time model from a service perspective. So it's the reason why you get contractors and employees, right? Contractors give you the ability to have elasticity so you can grow and shrink your staff size without, you know, deep, dark financial obligations. Right. And that's scale, right? Which means I'm going to do more with less. I'm going to do more with what I've got. And growth is I'm going to spend a dollar to make a dollar. And on that side, that's where you're hiring someone to, you know, bring them into your business. And in all cases, it's, it's to, you know, the, the question is don't lose track of what's the, what's the, for the sake of what, what's the outcome? Why am I going to go get this person? And what's the outcome that this individual brings to, you know, to my business that gets me closer to this goal. I'm a big fan of visioning, you know, the fact that you vision this stuff, even if you're not writing it down, but maintain the vision of, I know I'm, my goal is to get here and have a part-time person who's doing my books. And then, I can get this person who does this and this person who does that, that gives us things to aspire to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, one, one of the things and it is kind of going back a little bit, but it's like one of the things I'm trying to anticipate myself. Like I try to envision myself in these decision moments. Sure. Yeah. Where I, I look at a, cause it'd be very easy. Like you talk about money. Like it's, let's say a big client lands on my desk. Right? Sure. <laughs> Boom. And I need to, you know, and, I'm already busy. I've already got clients and I don't want it to disrupt anything I already got going on. Right. Right. 
So I, even a, a client, an agency I talked to this morning where we're talking about doing a partnership and I'm just like, I'm being careful as I'm listening to them and what their needs are and, and, and communicating to them. But I also know that I want to be careful bringing them in because I don't want them to disrupt thing, anything too much. And I don't want to, I would rather say, I would hope as I look at that future thing, that I would hope I'd be brave enough to say, we're not going to be able to do this right now because we're not ready for that or whatever. It's, we don't, instead of rushing to go out and find somebody, bring them in and try right. to train them up and then hope, hope for the best. I'd rather, you know, hopefully I can, you can maybe extend it too. We're going to need a little time to incorporate this person or whatever. That's kind of what I did for this uh, client. I was talking about the developer earlier that I hired for the specific client. You know, I got the client, I was starting to work on it. And then right. I move, I'm moving her slowly into that position and, but I'm able to scale up a little slower and take my time with it rather than, oh, I need somebody tomorrow. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's, you know, and your, and your thoughts around scale versus growth is interesting. So, you know, two very different things, two very different things. Cause you're thinking about yeah. scaling up and now, now this is something too, I think, I know, especially agencies are, it's like, what do you outsource? What do you not, you know, what's I that know. for? What does that represent? Uh, but then the growth of hiring somebody in-house to take on a certain role. Sure. Yeah, there's a balance to that. And I think that, I think the, you know, there's a, like when you're working with your clients, right? And you do this when you're actually kind of, when you're going through the the business thinking, is this a client, was this a client I want to have? Can we do the things they want? Does it fit the model that we're, does it take me, you know, is it a shiny object that's going to take me off in the weeds for the sake of money? And, you know, all of the things that you think about with, you know, from a client perspective. And as you're kind of getting into that, it's an opportunity to think about, is this going to, is this a one-time thing? Is this going to be a recurring thing? If it fits into my business and it's recurring, well, how often would it recur? Does it make sense for me? If it's recurring, then that's a, then that becomes a growth opportunity. Maybe I'm going to go staff someone. And I, it gives me a chance to get them into this client, and then I can invest in them through training or induct them into our culture or other kinds of things, so that when the next client comes on, they're even more powerful. And of course, you know, in anything in any services industry, you know, there's always peaks and valleys and ups and downs, and mm -hmm. so you're really looking for can I do that with this individual again, again, going back to without inflicting harm, right? I'm going to bring them in as an employee or whatever, in whatever kind of capacity I'm going to bring them in. And I want to do that because their livelihood is going to count on me, which means I got to feed their kids and they got to, it's a lot of pressure being a business owner. But if it's that, then that becomes a growth opportunity. And that's where you're investing. You're taking a dollar and you're investing on the, on the bet that you're going to go use that dollar to get this person to make future dollars. Yeah. From an elasticity perspective, it's like, okay, so I know I'm doing this. What other people can I use that maybe that I can use kind of on an ad hoc basis that I can know and love and trust and develop a relationship? Like you've got some great relationships where you are. And that's that gives you the scale side of your business so you can scale out and scale back without having to incur costs or ongoing costs. I have these conversations all the time uh, with other agencies and stuff that people would work with. Yeah. I have never verbalized it in the same exact way, but it's similar. Yeah. Good. Again, I keep going because it's very fresh in my mind. I had this meeting this morning with this new agent. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, uh, sounds like we're going to have a strategic partnership. Their thing was a, a couple, there's a couple aspects of it, but one of them is overflow. And the, the, at one point of the meeting, I was like, we, we kind of do the same thing. So we're going to, be overflow for you, but we also have overflow. So we right. have the, cause they asked me about, you know, scale and, you know, how I would be able to, do I have room 
to provide them these services? Oh yeah, valid question. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, well, this is my, how I'm set up. You know, I have my internal right. team. I got these contractors over here, more freelance. And then I have uh, this way to grow out. You know, I have this uh, partnership with my own agency that can, and I use that to scale up and down things as we have spikes in projects or oddball stuff comes. So I have that ability. It's funny, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about, well, that's actually the other developer I keep referring back to who I hired for this particular project. Yeah. The reason why I hired her in-house, because that is a retainer situation, a recurring monthly. Perfect. So I'm yeah. investing those dollars into her and she's. I'm tying her kind of to that revenue there. And then I've noticed, and maybe I've intuitively just kind of done this over time, is like when I get more reoccurring income or yeah, yeah. stable, I'm able to think about internal teams. Otherwise, I'm thinking about who can I outsource to in an external team, uh, I would call them, you know, to uh, to do stuff. So it's interesting oh, yeah. to say that. It kind, of, it kind of blends with what I'm doing already, which is cool. Yeah, that's that's Herbie, pretty cool. With all your with all your experience and your oh my decades wisdom experience. and experience and and having messed it up a couple of times in my career. Not actually, I didn't mess it up any more than two times back to back, but I did mess it up. A couple of times. Um, <laughs> but it's good to confirm that what might be doing this right. You might be, and you might be, but that's but I think that's but dude, I think that's part of the challenge that people face in their businesses is when do I do that? Right. Because what people get excited about. It is being attached to the money. Let's go back to being attached to the money. When the partner that you talked with, the potential partnership you talked to today, use the word, we will send you overflow. In some cases, a business leader's mind will go, well, I'm going to go get somebody. I'm going to put them on staff and I'm going to do this. I'm going to run it. And they forget to ask one key question, define overflow. <laughs> what does that mean? And now they've got a human being yeah. that they're on the hook for. Mm-hmm. And they've got what they thought was going to be 40 hours of overflow is like six. Right. Once a month. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of things that kind of go into it because invariably in a business, the biggest, if not the biggest cost is people, human assets. Absolutely. So that's the biggest cost. Yep. You know, especially in a remote place where we don't have brick and mortars anymore. And we don't have the stuff we used to have to worry about. People are the... Well, yeah, that's your cost. Was listening morning and listening is good. Just listening to them and what they were saying. You yeah. can tell that they've had these conversations. Now, this is an agency that got like 50 employees. So it's a pretty sizable agency. Oh, that's cool. They've, yeah. But they've put down a, you can tell they've had these conversations where they put down the boundary. Like this is yeah. what we do. They've defined what they do. Yeah. And then, but then we get these other things that we so they, it's actually a type of work that they're going to be providing, you know, sending our way. And sure. in these situations, and we got this one now that's really important, but then, so they don't actually have defined what they're doing, but what they're actually, the overflow is kind of sporadic. Who knows what it'll be. Right. So if they would have put somebody in house in that position, like we're going to scale up our team, but it's not it happens all the time. But for me, that I'm in a perfect position to be like, okay, well, when those things happen, send them over. We'll give you a proposal and make it happen, or however we're going to structure it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And so, in in some instances, so early years ago in my career, I got to work in a in a large software company, and one of the things I did is I got to go help build the channel, the partners of the channels, and that and these partners delivered our services. And the model that we built was 
the channel, our partners, delivered about 80% of our income. And it was about a $200 million services. 80% of the derived revenue of that $200 million came through the channel. We didn't touch it. They delivered it. We trained them. We taught them our way. We taught them our words. We went all over the world and taught them stuff. And the 20%, which is, you know, which are your probably top tier, not that you're going to, you know, segment your clients. I'm not recommending that, but the top 20% of your clients, we dealt with internally. So we had a SWAT team that would go do stuff. And those top 20% of clients always pulled through more revenue. And I could pull channel partners in under it. We could make our margin and we, we could go do our business. And it's a, but one of the things we instituted through that process, Matt, was we set up a, a cadence so that once a quarter we got together and we'd do a forecast. We'd actually just sit down in a room and say, okay, so let's talk about what your business looks like this coming quarter, just based on both sides of the fence, kind of like you as my partner, tell me about what you see, what you see, what your availability like. And this is kind of what I see coming on my side. And then, you know, preconceived whether they're prepared to, to deliver the business or you're prepared to deliver. You got to, that way, you know, so you don't surprise each other. And it was all based on a handshake and a cup of coffee and, yeah. you know, a couple of donuts or, you know, French cooler, crullers, which were my favorite, but, but uh, French crullers. Yes. It's a, oh, anyway, I'll send you a picture of the, it's a kind of donut. So oh, I got you. I think I got you. Yeah, anyway. So <laughs> now send me a or place buttermilk old fashions. I like those too. Anyway, pretty much if it's a donut, it's got a hole and I'll eat it. So, so those things kind of with those in those partnerships, but that helps on the other side where we talked about scale, mm-hmm. where you do elasticity, because what you're doing for them is you're helping them scale. Yep. You're not helping them grow. Well, because they and one of the things they said at one point is like we We've figured out this is how much time it's going to take. And that's taken away from other things they're doing, obviously. So they're sure that's it. Like they, they've made that kind of calculation in their head. Okay. It's going to cost us because it was like some surprise features of this one client, this particular project, first project work on. So it was like these yeah, yeah. surprise features that they didn't know about at first. <laughs> and that they're kind of outside of the scope of what they would normally do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they're talking to us. Um, I've never been on a project where I've been surprised ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a feature? <laughs> Wait, what? They told you it did what? <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like it's a, and they were describing it to me. It's like that's like a that's not a feature. That's like a feature feature. That's like yes. That's like yeah. a whole project in and of itself. Yeah, we got to build that. Sorry. Oh my build gosh. That. That's, yeah, that's funny. But that's based. yes. The cool thing is that empowers them. It's gonna. It's same thing with your business. Same thing with your listeners' businesses. When you're thinking about that side, right, where you're looking at elasticity, mm-hmm. you're really as a business owner, you're looking at it as arrows in your quiver. It means that when I have that moment with my client, that's on the fringe of my core competency, right. I can go deliver that service and I can deliver it with confidence Confidence because I know these are the, these folks can, can help me out. And you know that they're going to know and love and trust you. They're going to do it right. And they're not going to take you through an exercise. Years ago, I was in the meeting with the CIO for the Los Angeles Police Department. And I had a gentleman there with me and we were co-pitching together to do this deal. And we got all the way to the end of the conversation, this individual. And I said, okay, that's great. And the CIO said, let's move forward. And the the guy that I was with stood up and said, I, actually, I, we're not together. We're not the same business. And I could do it for you cheaper. I could really actually do all of it. Whoa. And that was a good lesson for me because I <laughs> failed to define the value of the partnership going into the meeting. Right. I failed to define it. And fortunately, 
the CIO and I actually had a relationship and he threw him out. Oh, good. And then he threw him out and then we closed the door and he sat down and he went, okay, this is going to be unpleasant. I'm going to put teeth marks on you for about 10 minutes for bringing me that guy. <laughs> so, so I learned my lesson too. Yes. But that's the important, that's so the, the dual edge of elasticity is to know that you've got each other's backs, right? That there's not a hard line between the businesses and you trust and love and care about each other. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, and, and I do it so for other agencies, but also for myself, I think that's the thing. I, I create these relationships with people that are outside my, my company. Right. And when I go to them with a client project and we're doing like, we're starting to do like, we're starting to kind of go beyond WordPress a little bit. We're doing some Shopify now. Now the what? only <laughs> And we're doing other things like random frameworks and stuff, but but when I got the Shopify, because we had a client already, WordPress, and they sure. said, oh, by the way, we have this other site. It's Shopify. Can you help us? Cool. And so obviously, I'm, I'm now I've been, what is that? Scaling my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Perfect. My team. Scaling, yes. Yeah. yes. I went to my team and I said, can we do this? Do we yes. have somebody to do this? And the answer was yes. And we're actually just finishing up a, a customization project for a Shopify site uh, for the card. Oh, that's awesome. And, but it was that same thing. But in that process was, do I trust this person to deliver that? Because we'd already been work, we've gone through, we've gone through a bunch of projects and we've, you know, so on the WordPress side, I think mostly, except one other one, we had like some kind of Laravel type situation. So I knew that they could, they were doing this. And when they told me I could trust, when they told me, yes, we can do it. Now I've, I've built enough trust with them to say, okay. I go back to the client. I said, we can do it. And what's our first project? Nice. So yeah, there's that, like you do have to trust is that same thing with interface. If they're going to be talking with the client, you got to be able to trust them or whatever. They're kind of talking to the client through me in a way by saying we can do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Faith. It's a leap of faith. Yes, we can do it. We're doing Shopify now. Awesome. Guess what? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But that's how, you know, that's, there's the two sides, right? There's the scale, which you're implementing scale to get there. But then the business decision is evaluating that to say, okay, is this valid growth? Yeah. Which it likely is, right? Shop, huge platform opportunity with Shopify. So it's likely an opportunity where the business can grow. But it's funny because as you were, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about the other, you know, the caveat, I think when you're building those external partnerships is, and, and sometimes when I've talked to or, or coached other businesses or talk to them it's i get this i get this one sentence whoa you know we created a contract you know we got a contract and you know you know we you know we had a contract and with and between business between two companies right serving a single client and your the word you used was relationship because a contract when you create contracts between businesses or between you and a customer contracts only serve the divorce contracts define the divorce that's all a contract is for mm-hmm. defines the divorce yeah, that makes sense. everything else is relationship it's how you partner it's how you talk it's how you collaborate it's how you hold each other accountable it's having you know being a place where the partner who's delivering the service can call you and say we overachieved or hey I just you know dude I dropped the ball yeah Right. You know, or I missed my mark, but that's cool. And congratulations on the Shopify stuff. That's awesome. So people should not only listen to your podcast 24 hours a day, but they should call you for Shopify. Ooh, uh, yeah, sure. Sure. That's two yeah. plugs. Okay. That's two plugs. Okay. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Nice Rewind. Rewind. What can we talk about next? We do design. We could, you know, yeah. we do design. <laughs> 
Oh, so not only. <laughs> this is one of the things. It's funny, though. Like, that was like, oh. it's a little different direction. But one of the things that happened this past week, actually with the same client, is they had a landing page. And they sent me. Yeah. And this, again, this isn't like part of the original contract with them. This wasn't part. This was a relationship thing. And it was them sending this to me and saying, Matt, could you do better than this? Could you design this better? Make this look better? And hmm. I'm like, I can because it looked kind of bad. Uh, so, and I mostly have done the design in-house because we, our percentage of design is pretty low. Sure. Uh, whatever reason we've scaled up, you know, we mostly do development, but I've always wanted to do just more design, but we're getting, we're getting there. But in this case, I said, actually, I have this new employee. She's a developer, but she says she can design and let me see what she can do. Cool. <laughs> And so I, I did a little loom video and yeah. I described the pro what the project was. This is what's trying to improve. See if you, what you can do with it. The next day I get a design. Now there was confines to this design. She didn't have to do all of this. They have to redesign the whole page, just resign right. these elements. She decided, oh, I'm just going to redesign the whole page. Wow. And I, actually, I looked at it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to dial this back a little bit. But let me show, just show, it looks really good. I may have to dial back because it doesn't, it doesn't really, it's like a new design for the site. The site's existing. It's, I take it back and suddenly the marketing person over there is like, I really like this. And then, and then the owner says, I really like this too. Let's do it. I said, do, do what? So we're redesigning the whole thing. And, and then the conversation went in this direction. You know what? Maybe we should redesign the whole website. So awesome. This was, so this is one of those uh, situations where with the team, it's like now I've just, and reason why I'm telling the story is because now I've identified somebody in my team that has a skill that I didn't know they had. I keep yes. with them. I'm like, well, she was your developer because she was kind of assigned to this, this client. Apparently she's your designer too now. So <laughs> that's awesome. But that's the fun thing about de developing a team too. It's like this. Sure. Uh, Find uh, skills, and then you realize now. So now I know from a growth perspective because she's an employee. Ooh. I keep referring to that guy, growth. I see. I see you looking at the list. Over. <laughs> growth perspective. We can now do more design because it's not just yes. design. Now I got yeah. also help with design, so that can help us grow a little bit more in that department. So that's kind yeah. of. A tie into to what we're talking about here. Yeah. No, I think it's you from a team's perspective, all kinds of facets that hook into that. There's a couple of unspoken facets that hook into that. So you, so you nailed it with growth. Growth is part of it. Mm -hmm. The second thing that hooked into that is a willingness to trust. It's really, it's an interesting thing when you're leading a team is to have a willingness to trust and let people go try. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And a lot of folks don't make that leap because a manager, right? A manager manages an outcome. Mm -hmm. Manager says, I got to get to this outcome. Here's how we're going. We're going to do A, B, C, D, blah, 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 blah. Till we get to Z, right? Or double Z. A leader is the person who knows that there is an outcome and there's a vision and says, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to try something. I'm going to trust this individual and let them have a crack at it. Yeah. And I'm going to test their metal and, and let them. And what I've, what I've discovered over the years is when you have individuals on your team that you give that trust to, nine out of 10 times, maybe even more than that, they will rise to the occasion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It may not be exactly what you, because you, because I love your comment about, 
kind of the backwards thing about, well, okay, I got to dial this back. And then your client said, actually, we want to buy this. So, <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> so we'll talk about that decision. Next podcast, we'll talk about that decision. But, <laughs> but to your point, that level of trust, you know, so now not only have you discovered that you've got a designer on your team who can also do development, who gets why, right? So the design becomes meaningful. It's just not a, you know, a Photoshop thing that gets floated out there with no idea how the hell you make a button work. Now she's bought in. Mm -hmm. So because you led rather than managed, she's bought in. So now she's even more focused on how do I add value? How do I do things with this client? How do I do things inside of the business? Because her opportunity just expanded. She just got growth. You got growth. She got growth. Yeah. It's a huge, huge thing with teams is to do those. And it's hard. Mm. it's not easy to do to let go of some of that stuff. So I love that story. And then when you, with you telling me that, Matt, because it's, there's kind of that nuance in there around, eh, let's just, you know, like, ah, eh, let's go try this. Right. So. Yeah, see what, well, part of that comes from, and this is a whole nother topic too. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to have more, more, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that people could take it anyway. <laughs> after more episodes on team, but what ties into this too is, is the fact that as, Somebody that's leading or, you know, managing my team as a leader, as whatever, want to define it. I'm always listening. I do one-on-ones with them. Actually, this last week, I just did our one-on-ones. I only do it every few months, but we, I like to talk to them and listen to them and ask them how they're doing and and issues or whatever. We talk about their wins or their, or challenges or whatever. Through that and through just daily interactions, I'm always listening. And one of the things that she told me was I can design too. I hired her to be a developer, but I can design. Too, and then she had done this little design of like a menu. So I kind of saw, I'm like, maybe she can. And this was an opportunity for me to yes, take that leap and trust to say, let's just try this. But also, it was a good test to see, okay, is can she really design? You know, what's what's going to happen? And just throwing yeah. it out there, it's it's but it's that listening and uh, and identifying what skills your team has and being able to uh, test those things out and, and time, you know, and now it's like, it gives me more dimensions to work in. Like when I'm oh yeah growing, growing, yeah, growing the great. Yeah. And it gives her a chance to live into her dream, right? Yeah. Live, live more into what she's is probably passionate about. Oh, she's, right? yeah, she's excited. I'm like, well, I'll ask him like, did you, did you have fun doing that? She's like, I loved it. You know, I'm not gauging and just trying to, you know, because I want my my team to be enjoying what they're doing and be in the right role. And even right. though they started in something, who knows how that grows over time. But well, we sure. could talk about this stuff forever. Um, we could, we could, we talked for, we've talked for quite a while. So. I know. I think we limited this half hour. It feels we did. like yes. We're like, let's do a half hour today. And I think I feel That's like we're further than that. That's perfect. Just a skosh. We went just yes. a little a little further, and we discovered that. The next time we'll say 15 minutes and we'll maybe hit a half hour. That would be, maybe we could. <laughs> I don't know. No, I love, I love talking to you. People will probably get a lot of value out of this. And I hope so. Yeah. But thanks. Thanks for joining so. me. We will probably see you again someday. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Happy to be here on episode number 20. I'll be the, I don't know. The, 27 or something. Something where I'm not sure where, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. So. Okay. And I'm, am I your first repeat guest? Am I the first yes. repeat guest? Yeah. So yet another first. Uh, that's my goal. I think Dolan's always going to be the first of everything. I could be your third. I could I could set a goal to be the third Pete. So first there you go. Third. Absolutely. Third first. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank Perfect. you for letting me do this. With you. you take care of yourself, buddy. Thank you, man. <laughs> take care. Wow. 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 
<laughs> Another great episode. I, I love it. I, you know what I love about this is that this was a conversation that Dolan and I would normally have. We could sit on a call for you know half hour, hour, and just talk away and talk away and talk away. But the, the difference here is we're hitting the record button and I'm able to share it with you in the world. So uh, it's just a beautiful thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and share this episode if you found it valuable. If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to mattlevenhagen.com. You can add a comment under these show notes. You may know I also run a web design agency. We build custom WordPress themes, features, manage or maintain websites, and also run a WordPress theme marketplace called Hexeter. If you're interested in a theme, pre-built or custom, or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me either at mattlevenhagen.com or unifiedwebdesign.com. Each have a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will trickle down and find its way into my lap where I will read it and reply to you. I don't know why I have to make that part always so dramatic. But anyway, thanks for joining me today. We will see you next time.